In this episode of the Supercharged Podcast, we sit down with the founders and owners of Junction 9 Yoga and Pilates, brilliant teachers, community makers, and most importantly, our dear friends, Jelaine and Kaylee Biddo. It's not just anywhere you can walk in and feel totally yourself, completely welcome, and like you belong. Within the walls of Junction 9, Jelaine and Kaylee have created a space that you can not only find the best yoga and Pilates classes, taught by beautiful heart-led instructors, but a place where many call a second home. You actually do feel that warm and love the moment you walk in the door. Please pull up a chair, pour a mug of your favorite elixir, and join us as we immerse ourselves in a heartfelt conversation with friends about how and what it means to create a space based on community and compassion. We learn about where their inspiration comes from and the routines they create to support a happier life. We talk about running a business while also being a mother, not to mention the other roles each may play, the importance of vulnerability and the positive impact that asking for help may have, as well as building community and why that means so much, especially in our world today. We hope this podcast leaves you feeling inspired to find a space that allows you to feel part of a community, seen, loved, and heard. Feel to take on all your dreams one day at a time and reflect on where you can and want to grow in your life with the love that surrounds you. Without further ado, may we introduce episode six of the Supercharged Podcast, Community, pa- Passion, and Vulnerability with Delaney and Kaylee Bideau. And I think Lex and I are very fortunate and feel so lucky to have Chilane and Kaylee better with us. No, they're not sisters. They are cousins and um, and they're dear, dear friends of ours. They're owners of Junction 9 Yoga and Pilates in Calgary. And we will, we're going to talk about everything today, I think. Everything from your studio to the importance of being um, in a space that creates community um, to healing to motherhood, I think would be lovely to talk to you too about as well so the best place to start where how where what was the dream like to create Junction 9 how did you how did it come together Um, that's a good question we all have these dreams and when we're little and we think of like what we want to be when we grow up or who we want to be around and I feel like years and years and years ago Jelaine like you were like this was your dream and mm-hmm. how did that all come together how did it manifest and did you guys always know that you wanted to create something together <laughs> um Haley and I were we met at camp I guess years ago what yeah. kind of camp horse camp horseback <laughs> riding camp Aww. um I was their camp counselor um so that makes me a lot older <laughs> um but I ended up marrying her cousin, and um, so we haven't really, I mean, the last, let's say, four years, we've been very tightly knit together, and previous to that, we ended up creating a friendship through family, um, and I would say that closeness just sprouted this idea that I had always had um, of opening a yoga studio and having a space after probably about eight to ten years of experience in other studios and I went to we were in Australia for Kaylee's wedding um sitting on the beach and Kaylee had been doing Pilates for a couple years in Melbourne and just loving it and Mm -hmm. I knew I was planning to move back to Calgary 
and I knew there wasn't going to be anywhere here that I could continue my practice the way it had been happening in Melbourne and we may have had a glass or two of champagne already that day. <laughs> it was uh, happy hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it definitely was happy hour. I think it was Christmas Day even. Yeah. Um, and we just kind of threw on this idea of like we should open a studio together one day. Mm-hmm. And I think we both kind of laughed it off at mm-hmm. that point and had another drink. And <laughs> But we had to kind of put it out there to the universe at that point. Yeah. And I think because we had, you know, created this friendship together, um, and it was a way that we could both work together every day <laughs> and do something that we both really loved doing, that it, it made sense um, in our heads, for sure. Um, and then I believe, honestly, that it was, um, just, it was planted that day. Mm-hmm. And then as Kaylee moved home and kind of got her feet underneath her and saw that there wasn't a lot that she wanted to do through somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of in the same boat of wanting to kind of branch out on my own and start something that it just like discontinued to take, take on a life of its own almost. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty big week because yeah. I think you found out you were pregnant yeah. the same week. I was like, I think we need I to think do we this. I think we should do this. Are it you serious? Like, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so... <laughs> So can we wrap this project up in nine months? <laughs> yeah, totally. So how do we do this along with my due date? Yeah. yeah. It, it's incredible because, I mean, a couple glasses of champagne to what turns into what you've created at Junction, right? I mean, not everybody lives in Calgary, but the, stru- the structure and the community here, like, you just can't even explain it. I think just the architecture of the building mm-hmm. is so unique, like, really bringing in so many natural elements. I mean, it's a, it's a multi-dimensional space from a cafe to a retail some really wholesome foods that allow people to come uh, come back to themselves in an even greater way after they practice on the reformer than that. Um, it's it's such a beautiful space that you created in nine months. So. <laughs> <laughs> you think this is beautiful? You should see your daughter. Yeah, it is such a unique space. And even the name is so unique because it's, what's it named after? Junction 9? It's named after... Well, the junction, like coming together of two different points. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked, we texted probably for a week, like just like blah 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 junction, blah, something blah. something. <laughs> like it was just junction was kind of always in it. It was just like where it was with other words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I was in the parking or parking around gravity, and we were back and forth with it, and it was like ninth, the ninth junction or something. And then we were like junction nine, jun- junction number nine. I like that. And we just went back and forth with your text. Yeah. Right, if I'm recalling in my head, right? But, um, yeah. So, and then we thought about all the different meanings behind like, a convergence of two points, yoga and Pilates coming together, mind-body coming together, um, like, locationally in yeah. Calgary, the convergence of the yogas is pretty close, too. Um, yeah, and Kaylee and I coming together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. And we wanted something that wasn't... Um, really feminine or really masculine, something that was pretty neutral, where mm-hmm. the space is inclusive. And we've part of the reason that we opened and decided on the concept and the values of Junction Nine was this inclusive nature that mm-hmm. people didn't feel like they didn't belong here when they walked in the door because they weren't, you know, typical things that mm-hmm. you would assume people to be doing in yoga Pilates spaces. That yeah, what are what are the key pillars of this? 
of this community that you've created? Uh, community is number one, and then accessibility and inclusiveness um, are kind of where we, all of our decisions are based off of those two pillars. Um, and they both, or all three are incredibly important to both of us, I think, in our day-to-day -day lives as well as within this space, um, which makes it really easy to kind of grow a business out of something that sits so well with who you are kind of fundamentally as a human as friendship and as people um, and that stemmed out of uh, wanting to create a space that um, allowed people to feel just like they belonged as Jillian said and that they kind of could come home to themselves into a space that just felt like accepting yeah wherever uh, they're at. because we both knew that we didn't feel that way when we went to a lot of a lot of different spaces yeah and you can feel it when you come into the studio. You guys have done such a great job of instilling that into your staff, too. Just the moment that you walk in the doors, you feel welcome. You feel just like it's a space to belong. You feel safe. And it moves into the studio also. So how do you, how do you create that space that people feel this way and they can feel it while they're in your studio, but also take it with them off the mat or off the reformer out into their everyday life. Like, how is it for you guys that, that you're able to take this connectedness home with you? Next, you're good. <laughs> I think, um, well, the vision of Junction 9 came from those, those pillars and mm -hmm. they were something that Kaylee and I both recognized were important to ourselves but also I think saw in each other when you're choosing a partner like we always joke that we should probably get married too because <laughs> <laughs> you know in addition to our husbands like this is a really important relationship and if we're <laughs> living and breathing what it is that we're looking to create then that you know if you, if you took it back to a law of attraction on a really simplistic level that people that align with what we're doing are going to be drawn in and you know we've done a lot with our front desk staff our teachers our karma staff um to further what our vision was but we also they also came because they mm -hmm. they encompass and they embody those things too mm -hmm. so we've found a staff that has come together that represents our vision and our goals for what we want this space to be and how we want you know how we want people to feel i love that quote i think it's Maya Angelou that says people will never remember what you said they won't remember what you did but they'll always remember how you made them feel mm -hmm. and so if that can be part of the reason the why that we have the staff and the clients that we do that that takes everyone's taken care of mm -hmm. no one's left behind mm -hmm. and if people feel that in here and they know it in themselves they're going to be able to take it into their lives if they don't have it inside it's really hard to replicate because you don't know where to start mm -hmm. but yeah, my, my belief anyway is that it's it comes from the, the idea of putting you know putting other people first and putting your community first because when those needs are met you can you get taken care of too mm -hmm. does that answer your question yeah. oh my gosh yes. <laughs> I'm like I'm let's always, just wrap this up and go to class <laughs> I'm always in awe of what comes out of your mouth <laughs> no. and it's true though like I don't always remember what the teacher says or what you know, what postures we did or whatever it is, but I always remember how I feel. Mm -hmm. And if you can take that with you everywhere, then I think it's just such a solid foundation to mm -hmm. create whatever we 
And it's such an interesting dynamic because I think like you in both bodies and yoga, like people are setting aside that time for themselves and, and truly like it is a, it is a a space for those two activities, but it's a healing space. Like at the end, it's a healing center at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, whether you want more inspiration, you really want to like challenge your body. You want to just sit and just feel your body. I think, how do you, how do you walk into class? Like I'm not, I'm not a teacher. I don't know how, how you approach that. You've got a room of say like anywhere from 20 to, I don't know, sometimes 50 people in these classes. Like, how are you communicating this message? Like, where do the words come from that you are honoring the pillars of Junction Line and speaking to this group? Like, how, where is this channel? Like, where, <laughs> what are you instilling in these classes each day? I feel like that's a that's a good question for Julie. Julie has the the wisdom. You walk in if you haven't yet, you need to go to a Jelaine class because we sometimes joke it's called crying with Jelaine because Aww. you will probably cry at some point in a good way. Totally. Uh, it's not just yoga. All of a sudden, your cheeks are wet. You're not sure what happened. It's yeah. sweat. You're a wizard. <laughs> like, I'm a wizard. A wizard. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, I think either for yoga or Pilates because. Kaylee and I put a lot of focus behind how we want people to feel rather than how we want people to look. Um, There's some wonderful byproducts when you do healthy things for your body Mm -hmm. that you start to feel better about how you look. But I think the focus has always been for us that we want people to feel good and the best that they can in their bodies is usually by getting in touch with their bodies. So whether or not it's on a reformer and moving and working repetition and working you know, a specific spot and having to focus and take your attention off of all of the other things you have to do in a day or in a week or in a month. If you're a mom or you have a really demanding job or you're struggling with mental health, it gives you 45, 50 minutes, an hour, 75 minutes to focus on you Mm -hmm. and to work through what it is you need to work Mm -hmm. through. And usually when you do the thing with your body, your mind will follow suit. And so you give yourself that break and that that ability to have wellness from the inside out, from your brain, from your heart. And I think for yoga too, people find, usually find yoga when they need it. Mm -hmm. Um, Any physical activity, usually someone is in search of something. And so whether or not it's more confidence, whether or not they want to be healthy, or they've been, something's come up, something big's happened, they've had loss in their life, that um, the platform within the studio and the way that we encourage our teachers to speak from is from the heart and authentically who they are and Kaylee and my focus has been uh, to create a platform where each teacher feels confident in their unique abilities and they're going to be different and each single person that walks through the door is going to connect with a different teacher Mm -hmm. and so if we can headline or you know forge the way that people follow suit and feel confident comfortable and confident to do that but like it's how you feel Mm -hmm. I think like and there's definitely somebody for everybody here Mm -hmm. that's not the real question but do you think like the biggest hesitancy maybe for some people like coming to classes is it like I can't physically do this like Mm -hmm. I'm sure reformer is a huge barrier for some Mm -hmm. people I mean I think it's a beautiful machine completely like linked to your body but yeah for some people like scared to get on on a performance appointment like that or is it like really like more in people's heads like they are more mentally scared versus physically scared like is there because that's a big roadblock for people getting 
coming here for healing that is needed? Like, how, how can we encourage people to take that first step? We've always said that the hardest step is that first step to get to our front door. And that's something we talk about with our front desk staff a lot, that if someone has got themselves to our front door, they've done the hard work and we need to support them from here on in the rest of the way. They, they need to know that we've got them and we're holding space for them and, and um, feel that support. And it's been really amazing to watch how vulnerable people can be. We've had countless people turn up at our front desk shaking, like borderline tears, telling us they just quit smoking and they're ready to, ch- to change their life and they're ready to do something different and that they want to do this, but they're terrified. Um, it's been it's been really humbling to watch the, the vulnerability that people are willing to show when they get to that point and then the transition that they make when they're... Um, when they're supported and they feel safe to do that. Um, I mean, we've had couples tell us they came to do some yoga together at Pilates and now their marriage is better than it's ever been, which is not, you know, that's not come do yoga and Pilates for your marriage. That's not what we're saying. But at the end of the day, I think um, that focus on themselves and on connection with each other and, and with their own body um, is, has changed their lives in a way that I don't think people necessarily expect. Totally. Um, yeah. And people want something that's like fast, like, yeah, give me this and this will happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, even building with the gut lab, we're a testament to that where it's like, okay, yes, yeah, slow and steady wins at the end of the day. Like, have patience in what you're doing. Like, we would love our business to grow faster. Or, or even some of the customers that come to us are like, can I, what potion do you have that will? <sighs> Magic. Yeah, it'll fix this. Yes, and it's just like, no, it's a really, it's a full spectrum, a full spectrum picture. But I mean, what are some of your, I mean, you provide us really awesome examples. Like, what are some of your favorite, I don't want to say success stories, but like the most memorable community members that have come? Like, I think this place literally sees everything, and I love that. Mm -hmm. Ages, different body types, um, moms and daughters, like you just said, partners of all different kinds. I think because, like, on that same limb of, um, you know, people talking themselves out of it before they even get here, mm-hmm. and, like, oh, I'm not flexible, so I can't do yoga mm-hmm. yet, and it's like, well, no one's flexible yet. Yeah, totally. there's a <laughs> small percentage of people that are Forward just naturally... steps class killed me <laughs> Yeah, he's like, why are you so sore? I'm like, I was forward holding, fold. I was holding forward a lot, and it was, it was, it hard. was so hard. Um... And I think, too, with Pilates, like, I, you know, it's daunting or people don't want to get on the machines. But so many of our clients, and it it is really hard to pick, like, to pick people out. And I think we all, as individuals, you connect with different people. And we all have kind of our our favorite or most memorable. But it is, it's the whole idea of, like, people have chosen not to take the easy way out when they commit to something regularly. Mm. And they're choosing to instill a sense of commitment in their day-to-day life where they're coming in this is now part of their routine this is now part of what makes them feel healthy and good um and then all of the byproducts from that so yeah yeah like Mm -hmm. um, their marriage is better or you know dealing struggling with addictions whether or not it be like food or alcohol and Mm -hmm. i think for kaylee and i it's just knowing like when we hear those it doesn't matter how small it might seem or how big it like it actually is like the commitment of marriage with someone but 
when we hear those, it's a reminder to us, like, this is why we did what we did. This is why we took <laughs> the leap of faith, the giant loan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all of those things make it. Oh, you get We're lost in the day-to-day. Day. Yeah. You do. You completely do. Like, you do. Okay. And those those moments when you have a student pull you aside or a client just be like, thank you. Like, this has rocked my world. Mm-hmm. Are They're pretty amazing. And they're a really great reminder of, of what this is yeah, about. Like, how, do you, how do you two specifically, like, leading such a large team and, and creating a space for other people, like, how do you two continue to grow? Like, what are, what do you two need to, like, you guys have these beautiful families, too. Like, and children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to keep you humble. Keep you humble. They are a very, very uh, incredibly clear mirror. Mm-hmm that shows you where development and growth is needed and it is sometimes confronting mm-hmm. <laughs> and you I, I mean anything especially when in a season of life where my practice isn't always on my mat it's like practicing my yoga at home when I'm having a like head-to-head with my five and a half year old like then I see am I walking my walk mm-hmm. you know I talk my talk in my classes right. but am I walking my walk and it's very clear when I'm not and it's clear to them, it's clear to me, it's clear to my business partner, it's clear to my husband. Like, it's that's how I think for Carrie and I, we continue to ask ourselves to keep growing because we're asking our clients, we're asking our staff, we're asking students coming in. Like, mm-hmm. we have to. How do you take that, like, when someone is like, ah, oh, Jolene, like, you've got some areas to grow, or like, you're not. Being Jillian here. loves that. She's like, I'm like okay, jazz. tell me more. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so most people like either you know get defensive or they're just not prepared for it or not like yeah. I think ready for it. I think for me, I'm my own worst critic, so I can. Mm-hmm. I'm doing yoga trainings and different courses and personal development. Like you pretty, get pretty attuned to yourself, and there's probably a couple weeks blinder spots where you're like, God, is, why is this happening? Or why are people acting this way? And then. <laughs> you know that stroke of insight where it's all a reflection back mm-hmm. and um do you have any like do you, like either of you do you guys have any kind of things that are like non-negotiable in your day like that you start your day or end your day or things that you take with you through the day i know yoga and bodies and exercise and community is really big but are there any other like come on yeah. I, I, I know i was like i'm waiting for celery juice celery to come juice. up <laughs> I drink okay, celery if you're, if you're, juice every morning. So um, you're having trouble confronting yourself. <laughs> celery juice. Celery juice. Um, I've started like actually committing to a meditation mm-hmm. every day, um, and I think I've used my young children as excuses in the past for why I can't do certain things at specific times or get fitted in. Um, and it is just simply that it's an excuse and I know when I do it and I take the time for myself, the other things don't seem as daunting, but, you know, that separation that I think business owners sometimes feel from everything that they're doing that nobody sees mm-hmm. can get really overwhelming. But, you know, when you take that time, it just normalizes. How much time do you set aside for it? Eleven minutes. Eleven? <laughs> well, that's precise. <laughs> it, yeah, it's. Um, Are you working up at that number? Or eleven is your special. Eleven, eleven. Eleven right now is just something I've been working with recently. I did um, get a shorter Kundalini training in Vancouver with Gloria Latham, 
Um, and it was just something that I started doing in January and it just, it kind of took on a life of its own. Like mm. anyone that meditates, I forget where I read it, was like when someone meditates for the first time, they realize how, how not present they are for life. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I need to keep this going because you want to, I want to be present right now. There's so many great things happening and our, my kids being young and being present, like I can get busy and out of control and full mm. really fast. I think everyone can have those excuses too. Like it doesn't matter what your lifestyle is. It's like yeah, anything to justify not doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't get enough sleep or I need to do this or I don't. Yeah. There's but always think, something. Yeah. Being mm-hmm. gentle on yourself. I can remember Julian one time you would said to someone like, do you, do you want to have kids? Like I think the reality is we all have different responsibilities and children are a very large responsibility. But knowing like what you have done in the past is not always going to be the same as what you're doing now. And yeah. your practice of meditation of yoga, of Pilates, or reading a book can change. But even if you get in like two minutes, I think that's a success Honestly, story. Honestly, you do said that. I um, love it. 30 seconds in your car. Mm-hmm. You get in your car and you just take 10 deep breaths. Mm-hmm. And you give yourself that space. It's, that's far more than... If you weren't doing that before, then you would be getting. Like mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be. Eleven minutes is a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time. Um, Kayla, what are what are yours? Like you're a, new, a second new mom. Yeah. Oh, I keep using Nola. that as an excuse <laughs> at this point. She's now seven months, so we're getting there. We're I getting, feel like you get a bit of a. There, there's a transition yeah. period for sure. Um, yeah, and it, it's interesting with your second to not expect it to be the same as your first and um also be easy on yourself with the mom guilt of how different it is for a second child and she's sick this morning and I just left her at home with the nanny no problem first kid I never would have done that but I think one thing I'm learning is to find time to a like give myself the freedom that what I'm doing is good and okay and to just trust that mm-hmm. And also to ask for help. I think it's not something that comes naturally to a lot of people. And I think especially moms, we've got this idea that I can do it, I can do it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. And you're juggling 10 different balls. Eventually those balls start to drop. And then you just start to feel resentful towards the people in your life who you think are not supporting you. Um, And I think I'm realizing mainly through motherhood and trying to run a business and trying to be a good business partner and a have people who look up to me and who work for me and people who rely on me and who I rely on that that relationship can only work if I'm willing to be vulnerable and to ask for help when I need it. Um, and even from my husband, I would be the first to say that I'm not very good at asking him for help, but then I'll quickly turn and say, he didn't support me and I did everything and I am, it all falls on me all the time. So I think for me, it's not so much of a daily practice as it is just a general, um, way of being right now of trying to forgive myself a little bit trying to be happy with the way things are in the season of life that I'm in and then to ask for help mm-hmm. when I need it that's mm-hmm. huge because help is awesome <laughs> <laughs> my mom just got back after being away for like six months help and is awesome. <laughs> there's a lot more help being asked for these days oh. and some people are easier to go oh. to like I think in general but you don't know like the ship is sinking until it's sinking. So it's yeah. just like, how do you ask for help at the beginning so that the water doesn't start pouring in? Yeah, totally. And I think in- that's knowing 
for yourself a little bit what yeah. your limits are and mm-hmm. yeah. your boundaries and what you need. And in Jelaine's case, it's, she needs 11 minutes and celery juice. <laughs> Give her that and good she's good to go. But I think it's like, it's a daily ritual or a life ritual of like, yeah, Kaylee, I love how great you, I mean, you're such a great like leader in this space. And I think too, just a friend and offering like that advice to be vulnerable or to like put yourself out. And that includes like giving yourself the space to forgive yourself too. I think mm-hmm. when things don't go perfectly, but yeah. And not being afraid to ask for help, even like if you, and just knowing what you need or trying to find what you need and just admitting like, I need something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but can you help me here so I can try and find that so mm-hmm. that I can be my best self or be who it is you need to be for your community and your family. And mm-hmm. you have to lean on people. I think that like the most courageous way you can be is to be vulnerable and yeah. be open and willing to accept help. That's where I think the real courage mm-hmm. lies. And it's, you know, saying you got it all and carrying it all on your back all the time is, um, well, it, it, it sets that example Yeah, that this is the way if you want to have your own business or be a mom, you have to do it all Mm -hmm. and you're going to take it all on and you're going to be depleted and it doesn't have to be like that and to lean on people and to be, you know, courageous in your vulnerability. Vulnerability is still choosing to put yourself first, you know, and not in a selfish way, in a way that if you're taken care of you, that hopefully you can't pour from an empty Mm -hmm. cup. So if you are doing those things and you're getting support and you're getting help, and people know honestly and truly where you're coming from, then it's a lot easier. And we really, Katie and I really like to help people. Um, so, so, like, so, so if anybody know. needs help, provoke it at 919. Southeast Calgary. So come on in. But we would be, you kind of, you take that away from other people being able to return the favor mm-hmm. if you always have everything together. And then no one ever gets to help you. No one ever gets to share that same kindness you share yeah. to them. Like it's one-sided and that doesn't mm-hmm. really work. What does like looking for help look like to you guys? Like, it, I mean, the, how does someone even share that? Like, I think that's a hard first step being like, I'm this. Like, can you please pick up groceries? Or like, is it as simple as like, this is just a really rough season right now. Like it's, it's great, like, from the outside, but it's rough. Like, how do you even start to share that story if you are needing to be vulnerable? Or is it, like, because sometimes people, I think, misconstrue vulnerability for empty complaining or they're just... A weakness. Yeah, yeah weakness. Everything's just always wrong. I mean, what... But maybe they're just always being vulnerable. Like, you, what is it? I, when it, when I don't know when it's authentic. I know, like, my, my mom, <laughs> Mom and Ruth, um... We've said from the beginning, like, this place wouldn't be standing, most likely, if we didn't have the support of our parents. But even asking my mom sometimes for, like, she's like, Jelaine, can you just tell me exactly what you need? Like, okay, yes, I can do that. But it's, all, it's for me, it's, I, like, I know I need help. But then, like, how do you enroll people to support you where you aren't thinking, but like, well, they've got a lot on their plate, mm-hmm. too, and she helps me a lot already. It's just that same thing. And, like, people want to help, and they want to see you succeed, and... You know, someone you said surround yourself with your A team once. once. Yeah, once <laughs> last week, one time at a podcast. Um, <laughs> um, to have that thing and to be able to advocate for yourself, ask for what you need. You know, sometimes it is demanding what you need, and to know that, to know yourself well enough where you're okay. And I think vulnerability is simply that. Like, if it only matters to you. 
if if you know it's vulnerable and you know you're reaching out and you're asking for help and other people's opinions about it they don't really matter mm-hmm. people are going to have opinions about everything you do mm-hmm. but doesn't matter to you no mm-hmm. it's hard to filter that out mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. but i think one of this just reminds me of, of whenever we're in class we're always offered you know going to child's pose whenever if you need it and it's so i always look around the room because i wonder who's going to take child's pose because it's giving yourself permission mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. just be where you are and yeah. not feel like you're on show or there's mirrors so feel like other people can see you and I always am just like good for you to be able to just not always put on a show or be in yeah. whatever posture it is that yeah. is being called to mm-hmm. that's really stepping away from your ego mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at that point and recognizing what you need in yeah. that moment and I think when you do it in a class setting you're just practicing through, like, life outside of a yoga studio, yeah. right? You're like, okay, I can do this. And then maybe the next time you're in a bit of a, you know, feeling the need to keep up with someone or something, yeah. that it's like, okay, I can give myself permission to be where I'm at, and I'm going to, you know, take, totally. take a child's pose, but yeah. not, you know. Totally. Yeah. And even, like, I, I'm in the mindset of, like, okay, I've been practicing yoga for, like, I don't know, 15 years or so. And I only just started using blocks, like, in the last mm-hmm. year, maybe. And that was, like, a huge thing for me to be, like, okay, I need this. And that's totally okay. I actually enjoy my practice. I've heard to, mm-hmm. like, nurture support, myself yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And those blocks are the same thing outside of yoga or wherever. It's the people you lean on that mm-hmm. support you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, the, with the growth of your families, has your passion and spark for what you do in building people up who have their own families grown has there been more have you find just like the increase in children <laughs> had <laughs> an equal effect to the amount of passion and, and and spark for what is injunction like do you find that you're balancing a lot of plates but can you are you continually like I love this place more and more like you're celebrating your <laughs> thought about that on my way in this morning <laughs> yeah 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 for sure do. I don't know how much that is also because it's a break from the <laughs> craziness of my house. <laughs> I think that's part of it, Kimmy and I. Like we have, we both have a boy and a girl just opposite. Um, and I had a, you know, we both had really strong influences in our lives through our parents and through our surroundings as to, you know, I think, what did he say, a contributing member of society? That was drilled into me yeah. my whole life. Yeah. And I, what, like to be for, a contributing member yeah. of society? Yeah. It didn't really matter what I did. I could do whatever I wanted as long as I was a contributing member yeah. of society. Huh. And us, too. Like, we had a similar thing. Like, work hard, do good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think having kids has elevated mine, and I'm, I'm speaking for you, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, we have daughters now, and... Yeah. Um, that whole conversation around being able to do both and career and motherhood. And we've had a lot of conversations with other moms that are, you know, view this place as an inspiration for them as to how they want to execute or live their lives or start their own business or be able to have their family and their business coinciding with one another. Um, and Kaylee and I, we have a, we, we think we have a pretty important job here in, in making this platform accessible for people and allowing our story and our experience to inspire people or to, you know, give permission, like, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And we, we have our kids at home, and we're fortunate and lucky to have both. 
we were also able to do it because we had each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for getting, sure. Like, totally sentimental and crying and whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think there's, yeah. I mean, you guys know it, being sisters and partners and juggling kids and life and marriage and all these things that having each other to, to yeah. lean on is, I mean, Julie and I have just taken turns having babies over the last four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no way, like, there's no way either of us could have done this on our own without the support of the other. And mm-hmm. it's, like, I'm coming out of that right now, coming back into working more. And I'm like, just so, so, so present to how fortunate I am to be able to have this place, have this community and still be a mom and still mm-hmm. um, be there for my daughter and my son. <laughs> but my daughter's the baby. She's the one who needs me more right now. <laughs> yeah. It would look entirely different if we didn't have our partnership. And because <laughs> the doors would still be open. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have a very special relationship. We also that. balance each other it out really well, yeah. I think. Yeah. Which is interesting. I don't know if we would have... I mean, we naturally... That's probably why we were attracted to each other mm. to begin with. Um, <laughs> When's the wedding? I know. Yeah. I was like, this is getting really intimate. Are you guys uncomfortable? <laughs> no, but you guys can hold hands. We're this time the <laughs> She's the yin to my yang. Aww. <laughs> that's really sweet. But, but yeah, I don't know. It works really well, and I don't think... Yeah, I think it's easy to take that for granted sometimes. But mm-hmm. What are you dreaming next for this space? <laughs> Big sigh. Um, <laughs> or maybe what's always been in the dreams that you haven't <laughs> taken on yet. Like, there's mm-hmm. just so much happening here. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just to nurture what you already have. Like, you don't have to have I, some yeah. grandiose... I think we both have visions in terms of where we're going and what we're doing, having the opportunity for both of us to go back and forth, having our babies and going through motherhood, as well as um, first-hand business owners, to have a place, I know for myself, now that I'm here since two and a half now, um, where I know that that season of motherhood is going to change, that we can bring our focus into a different place. And I don't really know how it, what it's going to look like or what that shape will take. Um, and to have Kaylee now on this side of two. And, you know, just our, sh- our focus will shift, mm-hmm. I think, inevitably mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. the season shifts for us. I think that's so cool for anyone listening to you to be like, yes, we're hopeful, yes, we have dreams, and, like, I don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. just to trust and have faith and know that, it's everything's gonna work out yeah amazingly yeah and I think we're also pretty big believers in doing what you do really well and mm-hmm. um within the first year of opening everyone's like when are you opening another location and we were like whoa, whoa. we there's so much more we could be doing better here, here mm-hmm. now and I think we're still in that phase and there's still a lot more we want to be doing here and now we're kind of slowly getting back to a place where we're both here we're maybe done having babies, maybe not. We won't speak too soon on that one. But our our baby that we're nurturing now for the next couple of years is going to be this place mm-hmm. together. Um, That's so, right. It's totally. so, I mean, people are like, hey, what's your business plan? How are you going to grow? What do the next five years look like? Like, put it on paper. Mm-hmm. And two, yeah, you just spoke to it. It's like this, it has to be this, like, expansion. It's like, no, you can, like, 
one home and it's a it's a sweet ass home it doesn't have to be like 15 of them and it's like quality over quantity yeah absolutely and this is quality mm-hmm. in such a big big way yeah I think even like in terms of like what we do at the Galab it's we have these ideas like we test it out we'll rein it back in no, that didn't work. or it's like reflecting on the that house. was a fail <laughs> whoopsies and but that's, that's, that's like part, part of the growth yeah. it totally is being willing to just give it a go mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that whole idea around failure, right? Like having failure be your reason for growth, having failure be the tipping point or the thing that happened before the big thing. Like to if you're pushing it, if you're going out there, if you're trying things and you're prepared that it might not work, then you're you're still going somewhere. If you're just not mm-hmm. doing anything in a holding pattern, you're just like, well, let's just keep doing this as it is, then then that's what you'll get out of it that's what the outcome will be I don't know if it's about having thick skin it's like to to fail in a way that doesn't hurt you I think it always hurts a little bit you're always just like oh, it's disappointing yeah. yeah and that's where community comes from too to be like this is not the end of the world this is not no. where it ends this is like yeah this is the beginning really like yeah. those failures just are part of your story yeah well, it's like that learning. Yeah, not, not learning. learning. <laughs> Opportunities for growth and learning. <laughs> yeah. I think that whole idea you get when you're ready, whether or not you know it or believe it, like the things will come to you. Mm-hmm. How much do you think like the power of manifestation comes into play as opposed to like good solid luck, good solid work? Like Lex and I are always like your goal. fun balance of like, I mean, I, lo- I absolutely adore it. I think there's the, that ability to put your mind into action. If you're living a life, you, what is that? It's like a Joe Dispenza. Like you're almost like living the life you created that you thought of yeah. from the past. Like, and so how do you, how do you do that daily? Like, I think that's such a big reminder to live in the positivity of like what can be. And I haven't read all of Joe Dispenza's books. It's you're list. doing great. <laughs> Keep going. He does some amazing Instagram posts. But yeah, I think totally. it's like it's creating a space of yeah, you're you're living the life that you thought of probably five minutes ago or maybe ninety days ago. I don't know what. It's probably I think it's probably a I think there's little like threads from everything mm-hmm. that you have belief in. Because it you know, if you believe in it, then then there's the opportunity that exists, right? If you I don't know that's my, my thinking around it, but you're going to have, like, whether or not you write goals, and that's part of it, whether or not you're into manifesting and even the whole language around manifesting or creating a, a vision board, like, that, yeah, there might not be the same clout to a vision board as, like, putting your nose down and, like, going for it, but it's part of it. It's having a, a pictured version of what you see your life being and... Did you girls do vision boards at camp when you were at camp? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, there, there was like scares and campfires mud fights and, and mud fights. And... Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like I've done them before and I think there's a creative element to them. And they are fun. Like they it's, are. It's like you're 10 again dreaming. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when you write that story in what grade four or five about like this is what I want to be when I grow up and I'm going to have this many kids and this dog and our house is going to be like this <laughs> and then yeah it all goes to shit yeah <laughs> and then you're 25 wondering where it all went wrong yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drinking your celery juice she's talking about the dog she just really wants that dog, I just really want the dog. <laughs> 
Owen. Yeah, Owen, you hear that? And I want a cat, Jaden. So <laughs> yeah. I now have Addie hooked on watching kitten videos with Brad to go to sleep. I'm like yes. trying to just you manifest. Know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is all part of it. Intention. Mm-hmm. But is that a practice too with like the community here, where it's like you're you're you can create this, like you can heal from this. Like there's a lot of power in that you. I mean, people come for here for instruction, but I think really at the end of the day, you're like you're giving them the people that are coming through these doors the power to do what they want in their lives. Well, it's not. I mean, it's not ever us. We're not sitting in their house being like, "It's five thirty. Get off your couch. Go mm-hmm. to yoga." Yeah, like we're not. They're doing that. We're not moving their the bodies. Work. No, for no, them, we're they're not. They're doing the work. They're doing all the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big so work. There's a platform to for them to grow and learn, and whether or not it's through our workshops or our teachers or the trainings that they're doing that they're bringing back here. Or like any sort of any holistic approach we can take to wellness, which includes like what they're putting into their bodies, the way in which they're being active, their mindset, their mental state. If they're doing a training here, if they're whatever it is that they're doing, if there's a place to do it, mm-hmm. because we can spend hours and hours and hours on a computer researching and being alone and not connected. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know how good that is for a mental state. No. I'm not sure. No. Okay, we do have... um, Are we... Do you want to... Wrap it up? I could talk to these girls for hours. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And probably will continue after the podcast is done. But um, we do have one really, really special question. And you kind of... um, I'll start with Jelaine. So you can actually think about it for a moment, Kaylee. Um, (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Jolene. We would really love to know if you were stranded on a desert island. Okay. What three things would you bring with you? And not a person, not a phone. I can bring people. No, you're alone. No, I'm alone. <laughs> All right. Key part of that. What would I bring? What kind of island? <laughs> Are there like lots a beach? of different kinds? Like a beach? Warm? Sure, it's your island. It's whatever you like. It's my island. Good lord, celery juice. <laughs> now, would you bring the juicer and the celery, or just that's like, two items? <laughs> If I could, if I could, or you grow celery, maybe, maybe. But if I could have it the way I wanted it, it would be pre-juiced, so I wouldn't have to clean the juicing every day. Oh, that's fair. So that's just one. Sure. I'll give it to you. Maybe you guys can ask for the other. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's not I'm the like, same three lists, but you can choose them back and forth. Okay, yeah. you go on. Now you choose one, so I can. Well, I mean, it's it's. If anybody knows me, it's pretty obvious. Coffee. Ah. Uh, it's like I just. Love coffee. I need to be there. Mm-hmm. I go to bed at night thinking about my coffee the next day. I love that. I might That's your time. Have a problem, but deal with that another day. It makes you happy. Yeah, yeah. it does. It really does. It sparks joy. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, if I'm by my, I'm like a bathing suit. Yeah. We had someone say that they do think it's their island. So you're gonna be, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I don't feel know. Like I'd, like I'd like to be covered up too. I don't want to be naked. <laughs> a bathing suit? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Are you going to say the celery? That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't realize this would be that hard. This is really hard. This is tricky. Yeah. Um, well, like maybe a net and a knife so I can... She's so catch, practical. Catch, <laughs> that really Ooh, they're <laughs> That's four things. We're allowed... To, you can have some can, survival okay. yeah. tools. That's okay. Good. I go straight to food instantly. Mm. I love food a lot, and I always worry about when my next meal's gonna be, like as if I'm not going to be not, starving. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, really, that's interesting. Yeah, so I, I don't know what food item I would bring though. Just a basket full of a picnic delicious. basket. I do love a good picnic. Okay. Picnic. I, I won't go on a hike unless there's a picnic involved. So if I'm on an island, maybe I hiked there. I brought my picnic basket. <laughs> No That's awesome. You swam, I mean. It's a hard question. Mm, what three things do you love in the world beyond your family? You know, well, they are, but it would a dog count because it's not a person. Oh, yeah. Is that the only place that you're allowed a dog? <laughs> on her desert island, most likely. So I'm gonna take a dog, a celery juice, and a bathing suit. Nice. That's awesome. All right. Oh. You need a. I got a picnic basket and a coffee. This you is need one more. Pathetic. Do you have a bathing suit? Do you want like your reformer? No. Not particularly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to be working so hard just to survive. You'd be. So or you're strong. just suntanning and swimming. That's true. You know what? I'd probably take a book. I really enjoy me time and reading, and that doesn't ever happen right now. For me. And so if I was on a desert island and I had nobody or coming a over me, and, oh, a Kobo. Yeah, then you could download more books because there's for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're stretching it. Have an internet here, guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. And never. How about how about like a Harry Potter wand so you could be like, oh, have any books that you wanted or any food I wanted. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay. I don't think we answered this question to the depth know. that you were we looking prepped for. You too. Yeah. We should have known better. We're your friends. <laughs> we should have prepped you. That's our fault. That's too open ended for me. Okay. When we do our recap at the beginning, when you if you come to a concrete list that you're happy with, we'll sure. we'll start it. I guess it's that way, but okay. Junction nine. How do people find you? Okay, the address is nine one nine. I'm telling you, what's your Instagram? At junction underscore numeric nine, like the nine. And then our address is nine one nine Ninth Avenue Southeast. Calgary. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, on Facebook. On Facebook. Sounds you can good. phone you us. Can phone us. <laughs> we have a phone. We've got people to answer it. Yeah. That's a real thing. We've got people to answer the phone. We, we do. And they, they, they love chatting with you. Yeah. Any questions, comments, anything, send them to the studio mm-hmm. through the website or call if you want to come and don't know how to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. call. Just call. You'll Just be taken care of. so much. Thank you. Thank you. We adore you guys. This yes. is such an honor. You guys did really great. <laughs> Jillian had a decaf coffee before this started. It was super wild, it was wild. and she's doing okay. I'm hot. <laughs> Me too. I'm sweating. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone.